Too long without an update. This is Mega Maker episode 54. Whoa! Hello, podcast listeners. Justin Jackson here. And thank you for staying subscribed to this feed. It actually means a lot to me. I realize I haven't published anything in a while. And part of it was I was figuring a bunch of stuff out. I've had, uh, there's been a bunch of changes with my business, and uh, I have lots to share with you. And I haven't had a time to share it. And I keep thinking, oh, I got to record something for the podcast and share everything that's happened, but there's so much going on that I haven't had time. Now, I'm not going to go into details this episode, but I just wanted to tell you that that episode is coming. There will be an episode where I just kind of describe these big changes or this kind of not, it's not huge, but another pivot in the Mega Maker story. And I think if you've been following along up till now, I think it's going to be interesting to you at the very least, especially if you've ever wondered, you know, how does success happen? And I I actually talked about this in this conference talk I just gave in New York. I I think I was saying, like, there's kind of three stories, right? There's, like, the Taylor Otwell story where he's having the trouble himself, and it just happens that a lot of other people did too, right? Then there's the stories of people who started with one thing, and it didn't work, but then they pivoted to another thing, and they just kept pivoting. And sometimes that same audience just sticks with you. It's like, okay, yeah, okay, you know, you keep going. Um, and so that, that approach can work too. And I, but I think the third approach is to, if you've done a lot of your research, you can almost start to anticipate when there's going to be a lot of traction. Like when, with marketing for developers, I knew it was going to go crazy. I just had that feeling. I was writing blog posts about it, and it was like, those were my highest traffic blog posts. Um, I think I got 3,000 signups like the day I opened it up. So when, you can kind of start to feel when you've maybe got a little um, magic going on. So if you've been following along with the story so far, I think you're going to really dig this next chapter and just wait for it. It's coming. I'm going to record that episode soon. I'll probably have a few guests on that episode as well. In the meantime, I wanted to share two things I'm working on. First is I'm updating and re-releasing the Marketing for Developers book. Uh, The book hasn't been available for like a year and a half. Uh, You can only buy the $299 course. And so the book is getting updated, all new chapters, all new screenshots, um, and that's coming out at the end of August. So head over to devmarketing.xyz, sign up for the waiting list if you haven't already, and you'll get notified when that book comes out. The second thing I wanted to share with you today is what I've been doing on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Justin Jackson. I'm really close to getting to 2,000 subscribers, and I'd really appreciate your support. Head over to youtube.com slash Justin Jackson, click the subscribe button, and my most recent video is this, uh, something I've been talking about a lot lately, which is how to make your next product idea successful Don't start with code, instead try this. So I'm gonna share with you the audio from that video. Uh, I think you're gonna like it a lot, and if you wanna see the visuals, head over to YouTube. All right, here we go.
If you're starting to work on a new project, there's one thing you should do before anything else. Before you start coding, before you start designing, before you start writing. And that one thing is to create a landing page. I was recently in New York giving a talk at Laracon 2017, and I gave this advice as kind of an offhand comment. Before you start coding, before you do anything, Create a landing page with an email sign-up form. Uh, this is what Adam did for Test Driven Laravel. And based on all the feedback I got, it was clear that this point, more than anything else I said that day, really resonated with people. And the reason I think it hit a nerve is people have wasted a lot of time building projects that failed to get traction. And a landing page helps you forecast how much attention, how much interest there is in your idea. You need to figure out if there's demand and a good proxy for demand, like people paying you, is them giving you their email address, right? And I think a thousand subscribers is a good benchmark. Once you hit a thousand, you're like, oh, there's something here. People really want this. Since I've started talking about this, I see this reaction all the time. Basically, I want to keep my idea silent because I'm scared that someone else is going to come along and steal my idea. So how do we react to this? Well, first, like my friend Mark Kuhlberger points out, how do you know you're working on the right thing if you're keeping silent? If you don't tell people about your idea, you're not getting any kind of feedback about whether this is even something that's interesting at all. But the other thing is... In most cases, your competitive advantage is not that you've thought of the idea first. Your competitive advantage is always going to be in how well you understand the customer. This is why I advise software developers and designers and anyone who wants to build a product to start with people instead of starting with an idea. Because when you start with people, your understanding of that group, that market, is what's going to create the incredible product you understand what they actually want instead of just kind of guessing or trying to come up with a brilliant idea that you then need to hold really close to your chest. If you like, are so embedded in that group and you're like, I understand this group, I'm passionate about this group, I see their struggle, I think I can help them have a better life, that's when you should go in. Because your competitive advantage is that you know the customer better than anyone else. I like this approach of people first because it forces you to think about this market you might be serving for a really long time. Was I get like hundreds and hundreds of emails from software developers, and for a while there, it was like everybody wanted to build uh, software for realtors. And I was like, do you like realtors? <laughs> and they said, no. I'm like, do you want to go to like trade shows and hang out with realtors? And they said, no. I said, do you want to get like hundreds of emails from realtors every week for the rest of your life? And they said, no. So they weren't excited about the customer. But if they were excited about the customer, then go and serve realtors and build something for them, right? Up until now, I've given you two reasons to start with a landing page. First, it forces you to focus on a specific group of people and creating something that they actually want. Second, it helps to validate that your hypothesis is correct, that people actually want this idea that you came up with in your head.
But there's a third reason I recommend that people start with a web page before they start coding. The other reason I like landing pages is that it forces you to think about distribution right away. So before you go and build this whole product and then are like, shit, I have no way of getting to the customer, the landing page forces you to say, how am I going to get traffic to this website, right? At this point of my talk, someone in the audience put up their hand and they said, here's my idea. I want to help overworked software developers, software developers who have too much work on their plate, they have constant inbound requests, and I want to pair them with junior developers that need the work. So he was wondering, how do I use this landing page approach to develop my idea, to see if my idea is a good one? And I recommended that he create one landing page for senior developers and one landing page for junior developers. And then, again, test how can I get traffic for this one, how can I get traffic for this one, and how much traction does each page get? And you might find it's way easier to get traffic to the junior developer page than it is the tired developer page, right? You might find it needs a different approach. Like, uh, how many of you here are overworked developers? Like, you have too much work. Okay, so all those hands, put them back up. Read all their faces right now, you go talk to them. That might be the way you get those customers, right? Is you just hustle at events and you shake a lot of hands and you write down their names and you say, hey, I'm gonna reach out to you after this. If you, need, if you have work, then you contact me and I'll hook you up with these thousands of junior developers that have signed up for my mailing list. But that's why the landing page is so great, is it forces you to think, how am I gonna do it? But that was pretty good. There's like quite a few hands there. If there's competition, by the way, that's not always a bad thing. And uh, I would go and see, what it was, overbooked? I would go see what they're doing. Like, go and look what kind of landing pages do they have on their site, what search terms get different things, open it up in incognito, see if they're split testing something. That would be interesting. Do they cookie you on the first visit because you say you're one thing, right? The final question I got around this topic was, someone said, well, what if you do this landing page and you have a few people sign up, but then you realize there's not enough traction. It's not an idea worth pursuing. I just email them and say, hey, it, there wasn't enough interest to do this, um, and so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I mean, think about it, like there's, I don't know. So, there's a lot of paid products that do this, right? They're like, sorry, it didn't work out. And sometimes people are pissed off, but... <laughs> Trusty, you can't screw up more than I have. Like, I've built so many things, like, uh, and I'm still doing okay. So you guys are way more careful about that stuff than I am. I, I think it's better to launch and try something and go, oh, you know, it didn't work. Have I convinced you to try the landing page first approach? If so, I wanted to give you a few tools to try out. The first one that I've been using a lot lately is Card. It's C-A-R-R-D dot co. And they have all these great starting points. Let's say you had an idea for a book. You just select this one here. And you can edit these things right in place. So let's say you want to talk about CSS frameworks for dummies. You can have the title right there so people know right away what it is you're proposing struggling to find the right CSS framework. And then you can continue on. You have an email sign up, 
card is a really great tool. I highly recommend it. Um, they're not paying me to say that. I think it's just a great tool. Uh, if you are on WordPress or you want to build a HTML page, this is something that I've built with my friend Hamish. It's called levelstheme.com. It's what I've used for all my landing pages, like marketing for developers, as well as what I've built tiny marketing wins on. It's really flexible and built for these kinds of situations. If you're a software developer and you really want to build it yourself, uh, I know a lot of folks that are building on, I'm not sure how you pronounce this, but I think it's Tachyons at tachyons.io. Really nice framework for designing landing pages and interfaces. There's also Bulma at bulma.io. Again, another great CSS framework. And then there's always the mighty Bootstrap, which many of you are familiar with. If you decide to try the landing page first approach, I would love to hear about it. Tons of people are sharing their landing pages with me on Twitter. I'm the letter M, the letter I, Justin. That's M-I, Justin. Uh, also, though, if you're just listening to this episode and you want to say hi... Just stop what you're doing right now. The episode's over. Head over to Twitter and say, Hey, Justin, listen to the episode. I'm here in North Carolina or I'm here in New Brunswick just getting some McDonald's and uh, I appreciated the show. Uh, this podcast is hosted, not toasted on simplecast.fm and the theme music is by the almighty striker-metal.com. Go and check out their music. And thanks again for listening. We will be in touch soon. Talk to you then.